Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 15 of the Narwhal Show. I'm Drew, and this is Kieran. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. You, uh, we took a week off. We're back. We did. I was in the middle of um, moving my existence into a fifth wheel <laughs> RV so this, trailer. This is underway. The Drew Wilson Nationwide 2015 Tour, which I kind of thought was just a lie this whole time. I thought you were just <laughs> pulling one on us. This is real. This is happening. You're, you're on the road. This is real. I am currently sitting at my new desk, which is the width of my computer. And uh, Where are you? I am in Sedona, Arizona. Nice. This is my first podcast. Actually, my first day at work, too, uh, from the road. So, so you've, been, you've been out for a week? Yeah, I've been out for a week. It's uh, been crazy. Things got pushed back. We ended up leaving later than we wanted to um, by about two weeks or so. So... The first leg of our trip getting to Florida got compressed, and so therefore we're driving like almost every day, every other day. So it's getting crazy. Is but, it, Arizona's pretty close to Florida, though, right? You're almost you're almost done. Yeah, almost done. <laughs> no, but uh, we actually have like three days here. So nice. Tomorrow I'm going to take two kiddos, two of my kiddos, to go see Meteor Crater, which is gonna oh be yeah, epic. I've totally yeah. been there. Yeah, you should go like stand on a corner in a. Winslow, Arizona, too? No, nothing? Uh, Eagles? Eagles song? No? No. All right, never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, just go see the crater then. Okay. Um, I, so, one, how are the kids handling it? And two, where are they? It's very quiet on the other side of your mic. Oh, man, I got them shoved underneath the fifth. Where... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's pretty rad. We have a huge fifth wheel, so it's a 40-foot fifth wheel. And then you attach it to my truck, and I'm almost the length of a semi-truck, and I'm the height of a semi-truck, so it's, it's wild. But uh, the kids are in the bunkhouse, so this this fifth wheel has, <laughs> has the like master... the east wing. Yes, yes. Uh, the f- I'm in the master bedroom right now, and then there's the living space with the kitchen, and then there's um, another room with a separate bathroom, and that's the bunkhouse, and there's bunk beds in the four bunk beds in there. Jeez. And, um, and room for four them to play. Four bunk beds. yeah. And so they sleep in there, all three of them somehow sleep together. Wow. It's crazy. And they're asleep. We, they're quiet. Yeah. We, in preparation, like a few months before we left, we had my son and daughter start sleeping together mm-hmm. in the same room. So that way they could get used to it. My son is now five. He just turned five a couple of weeks ago. And my daughter's two. And so they love sleeping together now. They can't sleep apart. Um, but, you know, it was very difficult to get them to sleep together because they'd <laughs> right. always been separate. And then... Just on this trip, we started putting my youngest daughter, Ellie, who's one, in with Logan and Aubrey. And somehow she and they do it. This is so working. Well, it's working we, so far. You're a weekend. Yeah, all we have to do is get the two kiddos to bed first, then bring Ellie in like once they're asleep and everything's good. Right. So, Dude, that's yeah. sweet. It's been working out, but you know, didn't have enough time to like move everything in. To the place, so we're still kind of doing that on the road, which is crazy because things are, you know, kind of everywhere, and yeah, so still getting things set up, but we are getting close. That's awesome. Well, you proved you proved me wrong. I was telling everybody that you were you were full of it, and you were making up this whole thing. Um, You you told people, yeah, I told people like, no, 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 he's still he's still in Carlsbad. I saw him at I saw him at Bull Taco the other day, (laughs) (laughs) and everyone was like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. You guys, are, you guys record those episodes together, right? Yeah, the yeah, same yeah. room. 
yeah. no, but that's cool. That I'm glad. But it, dude, I'm a mechanic way. now. I'm a mechanic. You're, you're, to work. you're probably like a little bit of everything now. My one of my jacks, my auto leveling jacks that hold up your fifth wheel, like when you're not, you know, attached to your truck. Uh-huh. They extend down. They hold the thing up. Well, it broke one of them. So luckily, it broke when we were in Barstow a couple of days ago. My brother-in-law is there, and he is a mechanic, and so he came over. And we pulled it all apart, the gears and everything, and put it back together. And then I had to do it myself because it wasn't working. Now I just took it off, and I threw it in the bed of the truck because it's a piece of trash. And so now I have a manual jack that, for one side, so I've got to get, go get a new automatic jack. So it ain't without its problems, but it's been fun. So you're not and you're not so much a mechanic as just like a well, dude. dude my hands were greased, man. They were greased. They were they were black. So you know, I know I'm gonna have to do it again, <laughs> and not just that. It's gonna be something else. So yeah, man, something's when I get, gonna happen. When I get back to sea, bad, I'm gonna open up a mechanic shop, <laughs> and I do web design on the side. That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm in. However, I can help. Let me know. Yeah. No, but I've learned tons of stuff, dude. Like all about. Electricity, because when you're on the road in a mobile house, like it's it's kind of weird. Like you think about it, like oh man, I'm gonna get an RV, I'm gonna go travel around, ain't nothing gonna go wrong. Maybe I get flat tired. That's all. <laughs> I've never you thought know. that, but yeah, continue. Well, <clears throat> well, if you think about traveling in an RV, I mean, I'm just saying, like in a solid house, like not much can go wrong. If something goes wrong, you call someone in. You know, it doesn't matter if it takes a day or two, whatever. You're good. But an RV, it like, stops everything. And not only that, like, you're taking it down the road, like, in, in remote places. If you're, like, right. if something happens, like, you're hosed. Like, you're actually really hosed. And, uh, yeah, so it, it makes everything, all the maintenance you have to do on it, you know, that much more important. And learning it all has been has been kind of easy, actually, because of YouTube. So And people making so many videos. It's been amazing. Right. Oh, but, so- Speaking of that, this is totally going to detour us, so maybe I should hold off on this. But I saw no, do it. Do we, were t- we were talking about Hololens last, uh, I think last time, last episode, maybe one before that. Uh, I saw an actual, I think it was a piece of marketing material from Microsoft, where it was the best use case I've ever seen. Like Hololens actually kind of clicked. I was like, oh, that's a perfect way to use it. It was like some, uh, I think it was a girl, I, I can't remember, uh, trying to like fix a leaky faucet or something, and she had no idea how to do it, so she had her Hololens on. And she was talking and showing what she was doing to her dad, who's somewhere in a different state. Uh, the dad's sitting on a tablet, like simultaneously, like looking at a YouTube video, but then also on the via the tablet, drawing on her actual vision, saying like circling the pipe that she needs to take off as, as she's looking at it, and the circle appears in her vision. That's I was awesome. like, that's pretty sweet. That's a that's a really sweet implementation. Not to say that yeah. that's ever going to happen or people would go out of their way to buy a HoloLens just to help fix a leaky faucet, but uh, that just reminded me of it. That, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Remote desktop, kind of like that. Yeah, or just like you, a, a different person, like some sort of collaboration between two people that they see it just as augmented reality in front of them. Well, heck yes, Johnny. Just think about this. Think about if using a medical profession and use a surgeon, you my man, I got this guy's head open. I don't remember which is the hippocampus versus the other part. And the other doctor's like, let me draw a line on here for you. That's where you make your incision. Right. Imagine that, dude. Like dude, by, by the time that happens, like robots are just going to be doing it all anyway. But I hear well, you. That they times do. whichever different possible implementation. Yeah, they do actually use robots now to do 
medical cutting. Yeah, I'd, much, I'd trust peop- a robot. Of people's tissues. What's yes. not to trust? Trust about uh, artificial intelligence. Mm. Uh, so, so anyway, I totally detoured your thing. I kind of find it funny that Elon Musk is kind of a, um, I don't know what the word is, but he's, he's afraid of, he's, he's afraid and nervous of AI. Yeah. Which just that, seems like the total guy that would you know, be the opposite. At the same time, like if that dude's afraid of something, I think we should all actually like take a hard look at it. Yeah. It's one of those things like, uh, so it's a person of his, uh, nature of, of his, uh, <clears throat> status and influence and, uh, proximity to such matters is afraid of something like super intelligence than super artificial intelligence then maybe we should uh listen to what he has listen to what he has to say yeah but i mean ai has been around forever it's been in use but it's never been in use where it's the scary thing where it's like you make something that's supposed to protect humans like that's when it that's the only time it gets scary and never has that been done really with right. artificial intelligence it's always been used in things like Make it easier to book a piece of pizza to come to my house. <laughs> right. That kind of the thing. popcorn button on your microwave. like Yeah. <clears throat> it's always using that stuff. And then that stuff is still artificial intelligence. And it don't matter. It ain't going to take over nothing. But it's when you put it in a in a form that can cause harm or, you know, physically or digitally where it has control over enough stuff to cause harm. Right. That's when that starts happening. A little, little creepy. Yeah. Um... Anyway, okay, so well, congrats on the on getting on the road. That's awesome. It'll be fun to see where you are every week. Uh, and then you also found time before you went or as you went to to get the ValueCon videos up, right? Yeah, I found time today, my first day back at work. Um, so the ValueCon videos are up. Go to valuecon.com to check out what happened in the year 2014. It's a it's a pretty fun uh, flashback. It's like a throwback Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. We have a um, like a overview video, I guess, kind of thing about just like a lifestyle video of like the conference, showing different people doing different things and how fun it was and how much you missed out. <laughs> and if you did miss out, or if you did come, both apply. You cannot come to the year 2015 ValueCon because it is not happening. Okay, it's not that we're not invited. Yeah, it's just not happening because it'd be a little difficult for me to organize it all on the road. You're, yeah, we've so. got other things. We should do mm-hmm. a for those of us who are here. If anyone's interested, we should do a a meetup. We should gather. We should well, have someone, a, uh, a Valio Con reunion. Yeah, some guy just emailed me today. I think his name was Dan Martell or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he said he's in San Diego and he wants to do a conference. And he asked me about the catamaran because he knows I did Valio Con there. I was like, man, you do whatever you do, do it there. Because that's the best place. So he said, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm doing my conference there. So I don't know what his conference is about or for, but there will be one at the Catamaran in 2015. Huh. I'm sure it'll be good. He, and then uh, ValueCon will be back in 2016. 16. All right. I'm going to pencil it into my calendar real quick. Yes. 2016. All right. Got it. <laughs> um, but that's only next year, man. Yeah, but it's February. Like That's a... Uh, we're gonna June get, of twenty sixteen. I've already got the shakes. I've already got the uh, the withdrawal shakes here. So, yeah. uh, everybody, let's let's figure out a a reunion, a casual reunion, uh, in in lieu of the twenty fifteen conference, a virtual one, a virtual. We'll just we'll bring you in on a hangout. Yeah, that'll work. We'll That'll give we'll give you a, we'll same. give you a funny intro. It'll be the exact same. 
Yeah, it wouldn't be any different, really. Yeah. Um, that's good. I, the videos are cool. It's it's fun to go. I've never seen – that was the first, like, talk I'd ever given. Um, was it last year's ValioCon? And I had no idea, like, how I was coming across. I was super nervous to watch the video. I actually kind of didn't want to watch the video. Uh <laughs> and then it was Eric, it was Eric Bai who also spoke, and you've you've talked about you've worked with uh, on a couple apps before. Uh, he encouraged me. He's like, "Dude, you just gotta watch it." And I didn't. I actually was kind of I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it it actually came came across pretty well for being. Uh, yeah, no, it was cool. What's funny is you and then uh, Jeanette, who was also one of the speakers, she tweeted uh, something about to the effect of like noticing your mannerisms, and it's totally true. Like I've. I would not have guessed, but I just watching a little twenty minute talk. It's like you see things that you do that you would, you didn't know you do, uh, and I thought I was pretty good about like not not saying um or not filling in blank spaces with with awkward uh, yeah mannerisms. But I the one thing I do is I touch my nose. I, maybe I had a runny nose. I have no idea. I can't remember. But I did. Uh, my hand goes to my to my nose quite often. It's kind of like. Rubs it, and I have no idea if that's just a. a and you also kept like after every like few sentences, you kept spinning around. I threw up. Yeah, I threw up a couple. Yeah, you times. kept throwing up and spinning yeah. around. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't call that a mannerism. Like, I know why that happened, right? Like, um, <laughs> that's actually probably why I was touching my nose. <laughs> it probably makes a lot funny. of sense. That would be pretty funny. But anyway, um, go, everyone go check out the videos. They're, they're pretty awesome. And if you want to see a funny video too, watch Rhett Anderson's video. He was my personal trainer. He does some hip thrusts on the floor, shows everyone <laughs> how to do it. It's pretty funny. It's a good one. Um, are you going to any conferences this year? I am not. Or not yet. I haven't really caught anything that is... Uh, had you ever gone to any conferences before ValueCon? I had, yeah. Not usually... I've been to a couple like developer conferences, usually for like you know, a day or two that are let, very... Let me rephrase this. Have you ever been to any conferences uh, that you had to fly to? Uh, no. Okay. That's a good question. Just just kind of judging to see where you are on the conference scene, if it's a big deal to you or no. It's not. Yeah. I mean, there definitely are the, some that I would super enjoy getting to go to. to, go to. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, as soon as you have to actually, like, book travel, it becomes this a big enough barrier where I'm like, eh, or I could keep working. Yeah. I could do that or make money. Um, yeah. And now that you have a family, it's like, eh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're speaking at one here sh- later this year. Sh- later this year. Schloon. Schloon. I am speaking at a squares conference, <laughs> uh, in, uh, in March, the end of March. So like March 25th. Um, where's that? It is in Grapevine, Texas, which is near Dallas. All right, if I'm, if I'm correct. What is so, the what is the conference? What's the deal? And I'm going to be the only speaker that ain't flying in that's taking an RV. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a little late. I have to get like all this special stuff going for them so they can uh, set up my RV spot. I'm be like, you don't understand. I'm not flying, but I'm not also local. I'm taking an RV. I need a dirt lot. <laughs> You have those in Texas, yeah, yeah. No, but we're staying on a lake right next to it. It'll be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, so I'll be. I'll, my talk is titled. I don't know. I haven't done it yet, but they needed a title way early on, um, and I just said, "Let's just make my title." Um, actually, what what is my title? It was uh, how to lose, uh, how to lose money. 
Um, I don't know. I'm in. How to lose money? Well, <laughs> gosh dang it. How to lose money at building products or something like that. Something along those lines. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's something. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to read it right here. I'm going to read it. How to build products that lose money. There we go. All right. I knew it was a little better. So it's word. mostly like a product product uh, conference. It's not overly no, designed. See, they, or... uh, Ish, Ishmael does a circles conference. Right. And um, and that's like a design art um, conference. And then he wanted to do one for more development stuff. So he did squares. And so I'm talking at squares. And rather than talk about development stuff, I'd rather talk about product um, building stuff for yourself and all that kind of jazz. The kind of stuff that I'm actually into, you know, just the development stuff, just decide to do what I want to do. So just I want to share my experience on how how easy it is to lose money while building products. And so it's kind of like a double negative or it's not a double negative, but I don't know what the word is, but something I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be telling you how to make money, but my talk is about how to lose money. Got it. So whatever that's called. All right. I'll, I'll book my ticket. You sold me <laughs> show up. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun. And then after that's done, then all my mandatory appointments are finished on this trip. And so starting April, we'll kind of be free as a bird and no more long drives, short stays. going to be long stays and short drives. Yeah, so you just have to get there by April. Yeah, but if we, we have to go to Disney World first. Have to. Yeah, you have to go to Disney World and then back to, back to Grapevine, Texas. Yeah. All right. It'll be fine. That's cool. Um. I got one thing we should talk about or we can't talk about. I got an email from somebody, Sam, Sam something, Sam something. Uh, Interesting last name. Yeah, he's he's British, I think. He sent me an email uh, asking a pretty decent question that I think we should talk about. I responded, but I think it's worth worth talking about. I think this happens a lot. Well, Uh, just go ahead and read your response verbatim. Yeah. Well, I don't even have – I don't even have the email. I'm just joking. Open. The question was basically – he's a designer – he uh, has been – he doesn't do any coding. He's been working on uh, the design for an app and he's working with a developer who he was struggling uh, to work with, the developer just being kind of uh, blind to some of the design pieces. Uh, the, the work that he was getting back from the developer was not matching uh, what he was designing. Ones or what and he was, zeros and ones and zeros <laughs> and ones and zeros. That's all it was <laughs> in black and white uh, yeah. or at least it just wasn't matching what he was envisioning at least. Uh, and so he's asking me, you know, do I have any advice offhand for uh, how can you try to get on the same page, try to get the developer on, on the same page as you as a designer? Um, and I think that's a valid question. I think that comes up a lot. I wrote back saying usually that doesn't happen to me uh, because, the, I mean, the nature of our show is narwhal. It's like uh, I'm usually developing this, the things that I'm designing. Um, so that – that's a situation that hasn't come up frequently for me or recently for me. Um, but I can definitely see the frustration and understand the frustration. Uh, I basically wrote back and I said, I'd be interested to hear what, hear what you, you have to think, uh, what you have to say about this. But, um, I wrote back saying like, I would suggest, you know, putting everything down on paper, like all of your, not just the designs, but go, Design the transitions, design the interactions, design the, um, you know, actually work out some of the UX if you can prototype, prototype. Because I don't know, I, I'm not able to tell if 
this developer is just not getting it or if he's intentionally just cutting corners or or um, I'd have to think that he just doesn't see it. He doesn't see it the way that you see it as a designer, that you're envisioning it working. And I said, put these things down, like develop this kind of hard, firm style guide, design guide that you stick to. Uh, and then if he comes back uh, and gives you something that doesn't match up, reference that thing as as your Bible, like um, – Try to help. Try to help them see the things that that aren't necessarily aligning, and I think having a guide like that is super helpful. Pointing to examples of other apps that you see that do things that you're that you're trying to to get out uh, would be super helpful. Um, and go from there. Like I think, yeah. If that if that is the issue, if the developer is not seeing it the way you want, you're seeing it or you want it to be seen, uh, I think you just need to get on the same visual page. Yeah. Because it is visual. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think I've been through this myself. And uh, so I would imagine if this person is a designer who emailed you, the code they're talking about is front-end code like CSS and HTML. And uh, I think it's <clears throat> an iOS app. Okay, never mind. I think it was an iOS app. But either okay. way, either way. Yeah. So... Same thing applies. So it's in my experience, what happens is you make some buttons, you make some layout, and what comes back is what you made, except every dimension is incorrect. Like the padding on the top is not the same as on the bottom, and the actual button padding altogether doesn't come out to the same physical button sizes in your comp. Right. And things like that all over the place end up making it look not like your thing because if you mess with white space and you don't understand white space, suddenly it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if the font sizes aren't exactly the same, it doesn't look good. So what a lot of developers do is they'll look at it and just reference, you know, if they have a JPEG, they'll reference the JPEG and try to get it right. If they have a PSD, they may, may not go in and um, look at every single uh, font size for every single piece of text because you may have changed them, you know, depending on, you know, what piece of text it is. And they just assume because it visually looks the same that you're using the same text size everywhere. So what happens or what you have to do if you're a designer and you're working with a developer who doesn't visually get it, which is nothing wrong with that. Uh, it just means that you have to work a little harder. And just like you said, Karen, I would suggest putting everything down. So when you're going to make your buttons, be like, yo, the pattern on the top is five p- pixels and the pattern on the bottom is five pixels on the side is five pixels. Right. And just do that, which would be a terrible looking button, by the way. <laughs> but just do that uh, for for all of your elements. And then if you have the ability uh, to do any web code, if this is for an iOS app, go ahead and, like you said, make transitions. Use JavaScript, make some transitions. So this is how I want to flow. If you know After Effects, say this is the exact springiness I want this animation to be. Right. Uh, but there's other prototyping tools, too. But there's go through, some awesome prototyping tools. Yeah. Build out everything and then just have – and just think about it as the de- developer just hooking up the back end. He doesn't have to actually do any guesswork when it comes to the front-end interface. Yeah. So it definitely makes your job as a designer more intense. It's like there's more stuff you got to do. However, if you want it to turn out right and you don't want to take the time to learn development yourself, then that's what you got to do. Yeah. I think – yeah. I think it's all about – Communication and setting expectation, like uh, giving him, giving it the developer a reference, right? It's, Do not just give him PSDs or sketch files. Right. 
And you need to do more. And if you can't, pro- if you for some reason can't prototype, if you for some reason can't do After Effects, or you can't emulate the springiness of a certain transition, like point to an example of the, of an app that does. Like show the Facebook app how it transitions the menu in, and say this is what I have in mind, not this uh, you know hard fade that that's currently there or whatever. Like anything that you can reference or or s- set the expectation of how it should be built will go uh, will help significantly. I think. Indeed. Indeed. Good question, Sam something. Sam, I looked it up, Sam Yakov, which totally sounds like a fake name now that I'm reading it. But he seems he seems quite nice. So there you go, Sam. Why does this sound like a fake name? It, does, it sounds like a fake name. It sounds like uh, Animaniacs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great name. It's a, it's a good name. Thank you for the question. <laughs> keep keep them take, coming. I take that back. <laughs> Yeah, um, I uh, let's see. I didn't get any questions this week about our show, but I did get some encouraging emails about our show. People saying they like it, they like casual stuff. But that's good. So if you do have questions, remember ask them. We'll send the questions to Drew and then send the encouragement to me. Let's just like let's alternate. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing some seeing encouragement. No, I, that's not true. I I definitely have um, uh, gone to like a full stag meetup up here recently and like a random person will be like hey i'm glad it's back this is a uh, i enjoy it i'm like really that's awesome i didn't know like that people were listening to it so that's encouraging yeah i know you see stats but you know you just think of them as stats you don't think of them as real people actually interested in what you're talking about yeah it's and funny. i was thinking the other day i'm like man why do people listen to the show we just talk about whatever's on a on the tip of our minds. <laughs> right. And I was like, wait a second. Our show is probably way more interesting than a morning show on the radio. And there's tons of people who tune into morning shows on radios. And I just don't understand that concept whatsoever. But a lot of people do. And so obviously if something that boring can be interesting, what we're doing is probably like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> Neither did I until I did think of it like that. And then I was like, okay, I'm good. I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll bring on some more guests too, and we'll do. Uh, yeah, actually, Allison House is going to be on at the end of this month. Nice, so that'll be, be a good cool. one. Talk to talk to her. Um, but I uh, I watched a movie last night called Fury. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Bradley Pitt. Brad the Pitts. And, and hey, no, that's a good and, thing. Oh, okay. And Shia LaBeouf, or how do you say his last name? LaBeouf. Right. LaBeouf. Right. LaBeoufsky. Um, and uh, a couple other people, but it was a it was a good movie. I don't know. I liked it. I liked it was it. good. Yeah, this I was just watching it. It didn't all take place in the tank. Uh, most of it, but not all of it. Um, but I don't know. It, the, you know, there's contrasting characters. It, it was a it was a good story. Like, hmm. and visually, it was really impressive too. What did what did I? Oh, I watched uh, Gone Girl. Did you see that? Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen that one yet. It was good. I mean, it was. I hadn't read the book. My wife had. She and she enjoyed it too, which I thought it's usually one or either or. Like the person who didn't read the book enjoys it, and the person who does didn't, or whatever. Um, no, but we we both really enjoyed it. I thought it was a. It was a good. It was a well done movie. But F- yeah, Fincher's always reliable. Yeah. Yeah. No. He knows what he's doing. I mean, I thought Social Network was cool, but only because I'm in this. Uh, industry yeah i guess I, that's a good point i hadn't really thought about the social network like that i if, if i didn't if i didn't like care about facebook or whatever i would probably have thought 
social network was really boring. Really? <laughs> yeah. I want I want the opinion of someone who's not in our industry. It's just a movie. Yeah. To it's hard it though because even if you're not in our industry, you know Facebook. Yeah, you'd be interested because it's Facebook. Well, right? go go turn over some rocks in a desert and find a yeah, find know. a person who's like never heard well, of Facebook. Let me let me ask you this: How much did you enjoy there will be there will be blood? Uh, I enjoyed that a lot, but I'm a big uh, Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Okay, okay. Did you see that? Is that a new? I one? did. I did see it. Uh, to me, you it found was... four hours to spare. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I saw it a long time ago. But to me, it was kind of this similar situation. Like, I wanted to see it, but it was just, I don't know. It didn't quite, the story for me didn't have enough in there for me to like be like super interested in it because it was, I don't know, there wasn't like enough, I don't know how to, there wasn't enough going on, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't, in his, in his personal life, there wasn't enough going on. It was kind of like every day is the same old, same old. There wasn't really any changes that took place. They're so incredibly gradual. Um, I don't know. I just yeah. It was interesting because I love like time period stuff. Right. And, and Daniel Day Lewis was, was awesome. Yeah. No. And Paul totally, Dano was great too. Yeah, he was a creeper. Um, and they were, you know, they were good in it. It just nothing about that was bad. But I don't know. It just for me, it was like right. I don't know. Just kind of. Plus, like, the the whole ending is ruined. Like, at the end, when there's blood, you're like, oh, I should have known. Yeah, like, (laughs) wait. The name of the title of the movie is called There Will Be Blood. And then at the end, there's blood. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But see, like, I remember, because I didn't see it until, like, years after it came out, a couple years after it came out. And I remember people always talking about, the milkshake thing's amazing. <laughs> you drink from my milkshake and I drink from you. You know that thing? Everyone was <laughs> quoting it. It was like a meme. And I'm like, and I watched the movie expecting like this amazing, like, right. like mind bending analogy. And I'm like, watching, I'm like, what? You waited like okay, three and a half like, hours for the milkshake reference. Well, no, no. I was just like looking forward to it whenever it came around. And when it came around, I'm like, okay, like that's... Like not to me, it wasn't even impactful whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like he said something. I was like, okay, right. But I could see that. I don't know. I guess because it was played up, you know, it was a thing. Just like whatever's going on right now with this blue shark in a suit. I haven't seen what it's from or <laughs> yeah. where it came from. I don't know what it, it is. The Super Bowl, the halftime show. Oh, okay. Katy Perry goes out and she's got these like crazy uh, sharks. People in these like furry shark costumes dancing <laughs> on each side of her. And the, apparently the one on the left was everybody's favorite. I don't know. Maybe he was, I think he was more aggressive with his dancing or something. And now he's uh, he's breaking the internet. What did he do? He just danced, I think. Huh. But he was in okay. a shark costume and caught everybody off guard, I guess. Jeez. Whoa, I did not expect a shark <laughs> costume today when I was watching the Super Bowl with a lot of commercials. This, I did not expect that. Look at how much dancing this dancer is doing. <laughs> Can you believe it? But not that And look guy. how shark-like his costume is. Oh, you mean the shark on the right? No, not that one. The one on the left. The one who actually matters. He's got it going on. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. Well, maybe if I watch it, it'll be funny, I guess. I don't, know. I don't think maybe. so. No, I don't think it will. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Nope. 
Uh, oh, right. So I'm at some point going to watch Big Hero 6 in the next couple of days, and I'm looking forward to that. Have you seen that? I have not. I also have heard really good things and look forward to watching it eventually. It got nominated for something. A Golden Globe, I think. Hmm. Or was it an Academy Award? I don't know. Let's see. It was nominated for... Hold it. Hold it. Oh, I also, I also wanted to see Birdman, too. Cause I oh, yeah, same. I don't know what it's nominated for. It doesn't show it on iTunes, but I, I read somewhere it was. But anyways, Big Hero 6, looking forward to that. Want to see Birdman, too. Did you ever see... Because there's this, like... Now that superhero movies are like the bomb diggity, which everyone's finally catching on to what I grew up with. Because I grew up on comics because that's what my dad did for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, people are always making these like satire knockoff comic movies. There was um, uh, a really good one. Oh my gosh. With Hit Girl and stuff. Oh, Kick-Ass? Kick-Ass. Super good. Yep. Um, then there was Super... I think it was just called Super with Rain Wilson, you know, the guy from The Office. Yeah, I never, never saw that one. Never saw it because it just did not look interesting. It looks like, let's do an indie take on the superhero thing. I was like, I will skip this. Right. Um, and then Birdman, it's kind of like an indie take, but not like in, being indie for the sake of indie, which Super looked totally indie for the sake of indie. But yeah, I want to see Birdman. And um, man, there's another one. That I can't remember right now. That also came out. That you want to see? Yeah, there's there there are a couple. I'm in the same yeah. boat on Birdman. And um, oh, did you see Boyhood? No, not yet. That was the other one. That I think that one's next. Oh. I'll do that one next. It was good, but don't be prepared to be blown away. But I mean, it was good. Yeah, I've kind of heard that. There's a couple people who are like, "This is amazing," and other people are like, "Why? Where do I get those hours back?" I think it was amazing because of. The, like you're watching an actual child grow right. up, which like is that funny. Whole aspect hasn't been done before. That period. goes back to like what, you, what we were talking about last time. The it's kind of a it's kind of an element that you can't watch the movie and not think about, but it's totally external to you're thinking about the way that it was made the entire yep. time you're watching it. Yep, which is what we talked about last time. The seeing a movie and, and comprehending the amount of work that goes into it more than than a book. Uh, so that's interesting. That yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. But when I watch it, that's not something that I'm going to be able to not think about. Yeah, no, totally. And it, yeah, it's interesting because every movie you've ever watched, anytime it's goes through a long period of time, it's never the same human being playing the same character. Like when they're young versus old, and this one is, and so it's something totally different. Yeah, I thought. And then I saw, I've dude. I'm making up for like the last 10 years of my life. Uh, I saw Equalizer like a few weeks ago. Have you seen that with Denzel? Denzel? Nope. Nope. Oh, man. I'm just r- racking up the points here. We got to <laughs> get a point system going on. Are you going to take who, like a year off? Whoever, whoever watches more movies gets – or whoever watches a movie gets like 10 points. So I, got, I just got like 30 points. You got like one uh, or 10. Oh. All right. So I'm ahead. But um, yeah – Equalizer was a good movie. It's totally like a Liam Neeson movie yeah. but with Denzel. And I love Denzel, so it was cool. It wasn't like blow your mind amazing. But what I think is funny is, dude, Denzel has a movie out right now called that I haven't seen, A Walk Among Tombstones. I thought that was Liam. I thought Liam Neeson was. I'm sorry. I meant to say Liam. Yeah, yeah. Liam has a movie out. And whenever I see his movies, the previews are always like the identical movie. Right. 
always nonstop. The one where he's on the plane. Yeah, talk about like uh, typecasting. Like he just fell he into is that. So hole. typecasted, and he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. He's when when money. He, I saw him on like Conan, or I don't remember where it was. I saw him like two years ago. He was saying, "Yeah, I'm not going to do any more action movies. I can't. My body can't take it anymore." And all he does is action movies, which is fine, but. Heavens almighty, why can't he pick another kind of script other than the same gosh darn storyline? I mean, yeah. I mean, I love him as an actor and what he, and the character he plays is amazing. I Like, my favorite one of him playing that kind of character was The Grey. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I heard I heard that it was great. I heard he was great. Dude, man. watch that But this movie. is a dude who was like, not only was he a Jedi, like, he was nominated for Best Actor in, in Schindler's List. And, oh my and gosh, he's totally dude, yeah. typecast as this... Uh, Old guy, old guy, revengeful, vengeful badass. Now it's like, yeah, don't. I don't. It all happened with Taken. I think I don't know. Maybe there's one before, but um, yeah, he just does movie after movie that it's the exact same, and he's so good. Um, you didn't see the, you didn't but, see the, uh, the Super Bowl. Obviously, we were just talking about that, but he's in the commercial for a Clash, of, Clash of Clans or whatever the iPhone app that they've, I don't know if you've watched TV, but they've run commercials, these like animated commercials now all the time for this little, this iPhone app, uh, mm-hmm. fairly, fairly well done commercials. And they had one during the Super Bowl even. So they paid $4 million or whatever for this 30 second spot. And Liam Neeson is in it. Uh, it's like awesome. playing this game in line, like waiting for his coffee and he loses, and it's you know the button, the call to action button on the screen is take revenge, and so he starts doing his little like re- revenge voice, talking about. I have a very particular. Set of <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> not 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 the taken script, but that exact same sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he obviously gets his coffee at the, and the guy like mispronounces his name, and he corrects him in his badass voice. And then what's he mispronounced as? I can't even remember. Leem or something. Oh, Leem. Leaves. But it's pretty funny to see. Not only here's an app that is shilling out the money to Dude. advertise during the Super Bowl, but here's they're willing to pay Liam Neeson, and he's willing to do it. There's a whole Seinfeld episode about Liam Neeson. He's not even in it, but they just talk about him all the time. George and Jerry. I can't. I do not remember that. Man. Like and by the way, I think I'll end on the, what else I want to. Oh, I saw. Okay, I got to do two more. So real quick, I want to see. Um, the new uh, Keanu movie, John Wick, gets really good reviews. Can't wait to see it. I don't know if you've heard of it. I'm aware of it. I know they're starting to make a sequel even, so it must be... Whoa, no way. must have been d- done decently. And I saw Predestination. Holy crap. Have you seen that movie? Is it the one Ethan Hawke? Yes, it is. I have not seen it. I actually don't know anything about it other than Ethan Hawke is in it. Okay, well, I'm not going to give away the plot, obviously, but do you want me to talk about it? Nope. Okay, never mind. All right, give me like a... Super short, non-spoilery. Okay. Predestination. Well, we'll talk about it next time. You watch <laughs> it and we'll talk about it next time. Okay. It's too crazy. It's too crazy. I'll drag it down. All right. Track it down. Just open up iTunes. Gosh dang. I'll open up iTunes and track it down through there. Okay. With my particular set of skills. <laughs> it's on the new noteworthy <laughs> section. Oh, speaking of typecast, Jason Statham, dude. Yeah, same like same exact role, just slightly same exact younger. movie every single like time. Like a seven year, ten year younger version of the exact same thing. Yeah, I I've only seen like some of his earlier ones because they all just look the same in the trailer. I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. Not going right. to watch but it. But that's even that's it. not true. Like he did, he was in Snatch. 
before. Oh my gosh, dude, that movie's amazing. Yeah, yeah no, he was great in that before he ever started the, yeah. down the transporter route. Yeah, he's. I mean, he. I love the Expendable movies, and he's he's a totally different character in those movies, and he does a great job. And now he's he's like the villain in the new uh, Fast and the Furious Ten or whatever they're they're on, I believe. Jeez, crazy. Cool. Well, that's enough movies. Yeah. Everyone's getting sick of this. By the way, you should watch the movies we're suggesting and don't watch the ones we're not suggesting. Yeah. However, that's supposed to be. <laughs> don't watch any of the ones we didn't mention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So let's sign off and we'll hook up again next week. Still going to be in Arizona? Next week, I will not be in Arizona. Next week, I will probably be in New Mexico. All right. Take your time. I'll be in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Oh, nice. Checking out all the stalactites. <laughs> Just like in here. The, in the Carlsbad cave. Caverns. Sweet. Well, I'm excited. Give my best to Arizona. Oh, and by the way, I've talked about this on the previous episode. I don't know if it was the last one or one before, but get yourself a Canon M. It's working out. Right. It's going Canon EOS M. It's a little camera. It's a DSLR, but it's mirrorless. It's smaller than the Sony RX100. And you can take the lens off and change out with any lens you want. I got the Pancake uh, 22 millimeter on it, but it's a crop sensor, so it ends up being just like a 35 millimeter. And my heavens, the image quality is insane. Are you getting a kickback from Canon? You're not, no, I'm not. Telling no, me I'm not. You, do, you shoot wide open, aperture 2.0, and you get this vignette built in because of the fact that's how the lens works with the Pancake and all the jazz. And it just, it, dude, it looks so good. That's awesome. So you should buy one. Everybody go buy one. Yes. Ding. And with that, do you have any last words? Nope. Have a good week, everybody. All right. See y'all. Okay.